or if you're once or exceeding 50, 60%, you got to cut that shit in half. Yeah, you got to. Um, so yeah, write down all of your expensive uh, expenses. Um, Live your best life, they said. No, <laughs> It'll be don't. fun, they said. Don't. <laughs> State of Progression Podcast. I am Dylan. I'm here with my boy Jared, and today we are talking about that money. That money, baby. That money go gang. Go out. Go out. Go yes, out. sir. Hey. So if you ain't about the money, you better just go, bro. Stop listening. You know. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop listening right now. Quick fact. Not having money becomes the number one source of pain, frustration, and anger. That that's crazy. Sense. That's that crazy. Makes sense. I, I for sure can see that. But the the reality of it is, it's like it'll consume your life, becomes the lens, mm-hmm. the, the lens, the lens. It'll become the lens of how you see the world, and um, and when you don't have it, every problem seems resolved around money. And while being rich won't fix every problem you have in your life, but stacking up some money that's pretty nice. Bro. Seems like a worthwhile. Hey, so that kind of does money buy happiness. No, but does not having <laughs> money provide happiness? Hey, hey, if you could buy a boat, <laughs> what do they say? If you could buy a boat, does that bring happiness? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, didn't you want to start start out with a little game? You said you, you were talking about it earlier. You're gonna you're gonna start with a little game for me. Mm, yeah. All right. So I got a question for you. All right. Let's hear it. What is the amount of people in debt? So negative. There's no positive. They might have a couple hundred bucks, but they're a few grand in debt. What do, what do you think that percentage is? Uh, I probably guess seventy. To be honest, I, I I'm well, not that's high. Sure. You know what? The it's eighty percent, bro. Eighty <laughs> percent of people are in debt. God damn, that's crazy, right? God damn, god damn. College, bro. You know, like I was saying, college like, chasing that money might be a worthwhile pursuit. I don't get how. You know what I think it is though. Like this is gonna besides college, yeah. No, this is gonna be straight back to that first podcast. Oh, everybody be trying to flex, dude. Facts. That's what it comes down to. You're trying to make all these materialistic purchases, maxing out those credit cards. Facts. Now you got all these monthly payments, trying to drive that Sadie's. Yep. It's like you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. But and then in five ten years, you're like, fuck. Facts. Before I'm we get to before we dude. get to all of that, what Dylan was saying. I actually did some research, and there's a study in 2017 by CareerBuilder.com. Uh, Forbes actually published this to their page. Um, they surveyed 3,500 workers, and the freaking results are ridiculous. So let me just read them right here. Um, 78% are living paycheck to paycheck. One in 10 are living paycheck to paycheck, making a hundred grand a year living pay. I don't know how the hell that happened. Because they're flexing, bro. Yeah, bro. It don't matter what you make. <laughs> they're spending it. Twenty eight percent of workers, which is or they're making fifty to ninety thousand, ninety nine thousand, which is the middle class, usually always live pay- paycheck to paycheck. And seventy percent of that middle class are in debt. And the survey also showed that 32% of the 3,500 workers, which in my opinion is more than I expected based off these re- results, uh, use a actual budget and only 56% save $100 or less a month, which is... How many was this over? How many people? 3,500. 3,500 people? Yeah. And these are like all income levels? They yeah. They took it over? Yeah. All income levels. 
barely saving a hundred bucks a week. That is crazy. No, a hundred bucks a month. A hundred bucks a month. Yeah, these girls be spending spending that on lattes, bro. <laughs> Facts, bro. <laughs> we might as well just get into that right now. <laughs> hey, for all you women out there that be getting coffee every day, just imagine eight dollar coffee every single day of the month. That let's just say every single business day. So five days a week, twenty days eight times eight, one sixty. 160 a month times 12. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'd like, like I was um, telling you before, I don't think it's necessarily the small purchases that mm. really make the significance. I think it's people burning themselves early. Yeah. That's burning true. themselves when they buy the car, burning themselves when they, you know, get their apartment, whatever mm-hmm. it be like. Yeah, because they're always trying to flex on everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this nice-ass whip. I got this nice-ass yeah, you're, condo, you're but really... Hundreds or thousands of dollars compared to the 160 bucks or whatever it is a month. Yeah, like, true. If you were to just take your ego out of the question and get, like, I don't know, like, maybe a spot with, like, a couple of your buddies, mm-hmm. you know, pitching on the rent. So yeah, the rent's, like, Gary V type vibes. 18, you know, two grand a month, you know, four of you guys paying 500 bucks a month, and then... Instead of buying a new car, you save up, you know, yeah. three you to can, six grand, yeah. and then you could really stack. So, so what are your expenses there? So, five hundred bucks a month for the housing, maybe one hundred fifty utilities, one hundred fifty gas, um, gas, cell phone bill, and then another two hundred bucks food. food. So, what eleven, twelve hundred bucks? And even if you're, and making, you can be living in a nice place. Say you're too, making 10, like a real nice ten bucks place. an hour, forty hours a week. That's four hundred bucks, eight, sixteen hundred dollars a month. You could still put away five hundred bucks a yeah. month. Yeah, like unless you spend on some dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, they're burning themselves, bro. Facts. So this kind of uh, leads me into like how we could help them. So I watched a, a video on this. I'm not sure his name, but he he was very knowledgeable when it came to like the finance world, and he broke it down like this. He into I want to say three steps, and he drew like a little pyramid, things like that. And at the very bottom, he described it as a base. So like it's like how you first start and like. And that's like taking responsibility of the choices you made and the things you've done to get to where you're at. It's kind of like a diet in the sense like you want to lose weight, all this, all this stuff. And you just got to accept that like, damn, I've been eating like shit and I haven't been working out for the past seven, eight, maybe year, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been working out for like the last year and it all comes back to you and you have to be able to take responsibility of that to even move to the next step, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that basically leads into the next step. Once you stop complaining and stop making excuses, you have to find why you want to stop living paycheck to paycheck. What is it? You know know? what it was for me? Like obviously when I found out Andrew's pregnant, so like that kind of smacked me in the face. Mm -hmm. But like the scariest thought to me is like, uh, who was it? Uh, Ed Milet talks about this. We've talked about this before in the past. You know, like when you go to heaven and then you meet uh, who you could have been, like the your your perfect person of what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like whether that be you know like your financial or your happiness, whatever it be, you know. And you mm-hmm. get to meet that person at the very end and of it all. See how you could have became, but yeah. you decided to take you know the the other avenue instead. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I kind of I kind of got that perspective of it, but like prior to me ever even seeing that, like really, I just like closed my eyes and like if I were to open my eyes right now, in a year, two years, where would I be? Mm-hmm. Doing exactly what I'm doing now, I close my eyes now, wake up in two years, what's it look like? 
am I setting myself on the road to become more successful or be more, you know, financially independent? Yeah. Like that alone is so scary to me. If I close my eyes, open them back up and I'm in the the same same fucking spot, like I'm shitting bricks, bro. Like that is the most scariest shit to me. And I feel like if you're in the same spot, you're for sure living paycheck to paycheck oh, for those 100%. two years. There's no way. I feel like it's that is so, so scary, bro. It's so, so scary to me. Yeah, it's so hard to grow when you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're stressed. You're making decisions that you normally wouldn't make. Yeah. Like yeah. if you had money, if you had money, you could make, you can create that business you want. You can do all these things that could lead to something better for you. Yeah. It leaves you very limited when all of your you know options are all based around money. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you're looking Cage, at X item yeah. to an organic item and the organic's two more bucks, you're like, fuck that. <laughs> Shit, dude. That, you yeah. know, that, that'll that give me that latte tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> thinking like this, it really it really helps a lot, though. But to be honest, I'd I be going after the, you already know, the all organic. I'll pay that. Hey, I'll pay that extra $2 for that. So that goes into our next step, which is planning. And basically planning... It all leads down to budgeting. So kind of like I, I referred back to the diet. So just understanding like the calories in and calories out part of it is just huge. Like so the money coming in and money coming out. So Dylan, I know you got a family, got a house, mm. got to feed the family. So mm. how, do, how, do, how do you specifically budget? How could you give them tools to, to budget and help them out? Mm. Let's see. I'm going to start with saying like, the I, I don't know. I've never, I never went to school for finances. I've never, you know, sought out like these plans and stuff like that. Like this is all just based off my own experiences. Yeah. It might work for you. It might not. That's the best way uh, to learn, baby. <laughs> but how I look at it is like, so like break it down all into percentages. So I break it into 50%, 30 20%, 50% is going to be your housing, groceries, utilities, insurance. So basically everything you need, like. Your, yeah your so water, pretty food, much all that yeah exactly it's like uh your needs and your wants and your savings that's how i look oh, okay, at it okay um so your needs housing groceries utilities insurances that's 50 percent of your income um your 30 percent that's your wants um shopping dining out hobbies all things that necessarily could be avoided mm-hmm. and then 20 uh, percent that's your savings or paying off debts um establishing that uh, emergency fund you know we're I, talk about later. yeah yeah i won't even break into that then if you want to talk about it later um so you're saving paying off debt uh debt your expenses credit cards student loans uh retirement um that's initially how i break into it but and that being said the first thing you guys or I did myself is you have to identify all of your cost expenses. And um, by doing that, you got to look at your statements. The easiest way to really track your expenses is don't use cash for a whole month. Do not touch cash. Put it all on your bank and swipe your debit card. Mm-hmm. And just look back you, at your bank and then just write yeah, it out. Yeah, because then you can navigate 100% of what you spent. And it tells you everything you bought. Yeah, you too. got your statements and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then go ahead and start separating everything out between the your needs, wants, and uh, savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've separated those, you can kind of start to see where you're overspending. So if you're spending too much on housing um, or, you know, your vehicle, whatever it be, because that's under need transportation as well. Yeah. Um, so if that is exceeding 50%, then you know, like, all right, I need to cut some expenses here. Mm-hmm. Or if your wants are exceeding 50, 60%, you got to cut that shit in half. Yeah, you got to. Um, so yeah, write down all of your expensive, uh, expenses. Um, Live your best life, they said. No, <laughs> It would be don't, fun, they said. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so separate it all up. And then that'll give you an idea where you stand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you could really start navigating from there. And then you can just, I feel like after that, you can just slowly start saving more and more once you get the hang of it. Is that how it worked for you? Um, so like, say yeah. like the very first time you tried it, like, oh, I say this is obviously an example. I know what you're like, saying. oh, I, I saved a hundred and now that I'm used to it, I'm getting used to it and used to it, I saved 200 and 300 and then now I'm comfortable with spending this much. Yeah. Let's, month. let's speak Jared terms. Okay. Let's speak Jared if terms. If you're, uh, if you're crawling some biceps, you know, getting a little gym flow in, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't been to the gym in fucking two years. Fudge. You're, you get, are you going to grab those 45s? You're going to be sore. Curling them? No, sore, it's just so. not possible, you yeah. know. Um, if you want to start, be able to. if you try to start out saving big, like, oh, I'm going to save a thousand bucks this month. No, you're not. Yeah. I feel like that goes no, for it. It's just a muscle, bro. You're, it's a savings muscle. Yeah. I feel like for it real. goes for everything, honestly. Like, easing into everything. And, like, this literally can work for anything. And should this is how I believe everything should be done is easing into everything like dylan just said like i'm not going to be able to say i don't work out for two years i'm not going to be able to just jump back into a workout and work out like a maniac like you were doing previously yeah Yeah. um start out small like that's what you know when people ask me for advice and stuff that's the number one thing i tell them like like first i ask them you know like what are your expenses Mm -hmm. you know so your needs and you know what are you spending on your wants Mm -hmm. and then how much are you saving Nine times out of ten, you know, especially because, like, I work with a lot of people who still live at home and stuff like that, you know. Um, they're going to tell me they don't really have expenses. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at maybe 10% of actual needs in regards to what, you know, bills they have to pay every day or every month. And then um, the rest of their expenses are just going all the once. Um, and then they're like, how can I start saving? I mean, well, looking at your specific situation, you have only upside, mm-hmm. you know, like, so this is going to be easy. I was like, so what you're going to do, your next paycheck, you're going to save $10. They look at me all crazy. Mm-hmm. What are we going to save $10 for? <laughs> you know, but um, I say. And they don't understand how that it can be 120 at the end of the yeah. year. Like, yeah, they yeah. Understand but it's that. not, even, it's not even for that. It's just building that muscle. Yeah. Like, you're going to save $10. And then your next paycheck, I want you to save $20. Uh-huh. He goes, all right, so you just gradually build up. I go, no. You're going to go 10, 20, and then you're going to go 100, then you're going to go to 500. I go, you have zero bills. I go, what you need to focus on now is I want you to have 12 months of income to where you can quit your job tomorrow mm-hmm. and you'd be good for 12 months. Not saying to do so, but what that'll do is it'll establish those muscles. So, yeah. like, and this is folks for what Dylan's talking about right now. It's called like a lot of people call it an emergency fund. Like, you you never know. Like, say you are you do have a job and you, you just never know. You never know when you're going to get laid off when something like you're going to have an emergency and having a whole, what would you say? A whole year, six months, to a whole year of income. People say six to 12 months. Yeah. I like to lean on that 12 months. side. Just, yeah. Just to be safe. You never know. It's not even that bro. Like, yeah, it's cool to be safe. It's just like, I can't even describe this feeling. It's just so satisfying. Yeah. It is. So it makes you feel so good. And like, it'll start to eliminate those lenses of you seeing every decision based around your money, mm-hmm. you know, perspective. Like once you have this, you know, 12 months per se, and you've got that comfortability, like you're just happier. Yeah. This sounds super douchey, I know, but like it really is. It just, it takes away so much stress from the environment for you. Um, So yeah, so back to what I was saying, we got a little sidetracked there. So start, um, like I said, split everything up 50, 30, 20, once need savings. Uh, Once you have identified, you know, that, that month statement and separated all those, it'll give you an idea where you stand. Um, once again, be honest with yourself. If, if you want to be the same person next year, you know, then log out, log out of your Wells Fargo and continue (laughs) on your day. Um, but if you are serious at excelling your life and 
like I myself, you know, me and Angela, we had goals of just purchasing a home. Yeah. Um, so that was our main focus. And uh, we had a reason. I think once you have a reason to, oh, yeah. it makes it 100%. a hell of a lot easier. Like I said, going back to everything in life, once you have that why, like it just makes it so much easier to wake up in the morning. It has like it gives you so much drive for something, you know? Yeah. But um, like, uh, like I was saying, start saving 10, 20, 100, 500 bucks for that mm-hmm. kid, you know? That'll that'll create such a snowball, and that's what it did for us. Like we kind of started out small, and then next thing you know, we're we're moving and moving and moving. Yeah. It's like ten, fifteen. It's like holy, like it starts. It becomes effortless. Yeah, it really does. It becomes effortless after once, and you don't even notice it. Like, like at first, it's extremely planned out and detailed what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like a muscle, and it's like you go into the gym every day. Like yeah. when you wake up, are you scheduling what time you're going to the gym? <laughs> Like, no, you just no, end up at the gym go, somehow, yeah, and that, yeah. that's how it is. Teleport. So that's what it turns into, and that's, that, you know, that snowball effect, and that makes it easy. Um, so, yeah, so identify those statements. See where all your money's going. Um, write down a goal list. So, you know, what? What's we're in November now. You got a month and a few days till, you know, January. Yep. So what is that, two, three paychecks maybe if you're lucky, if you're being paid bi-weekly? Shit, it must be nice. Like, let's... let's uh, Let's set out to save 800 bucks, okay? Like, just do, uh, it doesn't have to be over the top, but, like, make it a solid goal. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you do that compared to just saying, like, oh, I'm going to save money, it makes Mm -hmm. it so much more fun, too, because, like, to me, I'm competitive. That's a challenge. Yeah, I know, right? And it just leads to what you said earlier. You you can't, if you say you're going to save $1,000 a month and you've never done it before, it's not going to happen. You have to ease into it. And then, like Dylan said, make it a game. Like, oh, I'm going to try to save $100 this month when I've never saved any money at all. Or next month, I'm going to try to save 300 You know? It's all a game. You make it a game. Make it fun. And I could tell you one thing, too, jumping in there. By yeah. January, you're going to get so much more gratification out of seeing that number, regardless of whatever the amount mm-hmm. is. But seeing that number compared to how you lived the previous month. Yeah. Like, dude, it is. It's, it's so crazy. rewarding. It's like... And it's not like you're going, and it builds discipline too. It's not even like you're going to go spend it at the end of the day. Uh-huh. It's like just having it there is like a trophy. Yeah, it's and, yeah. It's and it's not to go brag. It's not to go flex. It's not to go buy a car. Whatever it be, it's like that just shows like you've you've created something better than you were. You know, you're becoming a better self. You're controlling your finances. Once you have that financial stability, then you can start um, getting into other things. Once you pay off, well, for me. I have to, obviously, I went to college. I have to pay off my debt. But that makes it so much easier for me when I budget and I save all this money. And instead of all my saved money going to my debt, now I have money, like, to grow and grow and grow. And I know a lot of people go to college, and I know debt screws over a lot of people in this world. And just being able to budget your money can go a long way. Let me wrap this up. Um so let, let's start over this real quick. Go run through it real quick so we, we're on the same page here. Um, so first start out, take all of your income, put it straight into your bank account. Spend 100% of your bills or expenses once and needs on that uh, debit card. Review the statement, separate the 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings. If you have 0% savings, then separate you know the two between the needs and wants, where each dollar is being spent. Once you navigate that amount, write down your total monthly expense, and then next to that, write down how you can slowly start to adjust that, not by saving $1,000, but 
but like let's start eliminating bits and percentages and navigating it elsewhere. So instead of spending, you know, 50% once, let's drop that down to 45, move mm -hmm. 5% to savings. Slowly start to navigate that. So start to eliminate all the expenses that you don't need. And then that'll allow you to, like I said, uh, eliminate that the, in perspective being money being the only thing you see things through. And once you've identified that and you want, you're aware of where every dollar is being spent, that is the easiest way to create momentum. Because if you just go to start saving money and you don't know where the money is going, it is so much more difficult to navigate what needs to be done to start excelling forward. Um, so you've got all that figured out. You've got a plan. You've got a game for that. Now you just slowly make from month to month, start making adjustments and eliminating those percentages to where they need to be done. Yeah. And uh, like Dylan's been saying, save, save, save. And I know when you're, you're going to save, you're going to see all this money. And all this extra money that you don't have. And that kind of leads us to our next step to keep us moving forward is that luxurious lifestyle we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. You're going to have all this extra money in your bank. And what people, what kills people, like what kills their bank account is people, they want to have these nice-ass cars. They want to have these nice-ass clothes. And they don't know when to stop, you know? And, yeah, you can treat yourself once in a while it's kind of like going back to the whole comparing it to fitness thing. Like, yes, you if you you eat the foods you want, if you can if you can control yourself, do it. But like, it's that, the same with money. That's like what I was saying. Though that yeah. falls under your thirty percent ones. Yeah, it's the so same. So if you with money. if you want to splurge, like I'm cool with that, dude. I'm yeah, not splurge saying, once in a while. I'm not saying fifty sure. percent needs fifty percent savings. Like yeah. you're not going to be a happy person, you know. Like you're allowed to buy stuff. It's not even like that. Yeah, it's just being controlled purchases. Yeah, exactly. Just being able to take control of your life and understanding, like, is this purchase is it going to be worth it in the long run, or am I going to be back to square square one? You know. Adding to what you said about the whole like ego-driven luxurious lifestyle you really have to be honest with yourself of you pulling up at that stoplight and seeing the person next to you and him looking at your whip like damn that's a nice car who gives it who gives a damn honestly who gives a yeah damn? i mean you just gotta take your ego out of the question like i think the number one thing for really becoming financially free is this it's it's so easy to get lost in the sauce in regards to spending all that money you shouldn't, you know, like just slow it down, take your ego out of the question and really think about your future and start navigating your way towards, you know, a better version of yourself. So financially, you know, or because when I think I'm going to be blunt right here. Okay, Jared. Okay. I think the easiest way to having less anxiety and depression is through financial control. Because when you are living paycheck to paycheck, the amount of stress and anxiety that puts on you to pay that next bill is so, so fucking high. Like, you don't have time to be happy. Yeah. So I think if you, if you could become financially stable, it'll allow you to start focusing on so many more things. Facts. Like, specifically, in my opinion, like your health. Like, once, you're, once you have that, that whole money, all that money down, all the finances down, then you can start focusing on things elsewhere that will help you help you grow as a human. And that's why a lot of people, like when they win the lottery, I'm pretty sure I heard the statistic. Like our three, seven three. out of 10, bro. Look it up. Look it up real quick. Yeah, I guarantee it you it's so high. What I'll add it? to that though. Look at all the NFL players that go yeah, broke after they get their or first check. Or even NBA players. Yeah, It's the same thing. All these athletes, they have no financial stability or control and, um beforehand and then once they get you know these millions of dollars bro like they're spending it 
There ain't no money being saved. Then. Oh yeah, I'm, I was way off. Yeah, what is it? What is <laughs> I it? I meant to say three and four. <laughs> yeah, so I, seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten people go broke within five years after receiving a lottery win, which they is don't, crazy. They don't got they don't those know. money muscles, bro. Yeah, they don't. They just think, oh, I'm gonna be rich forever. I have all this money right now. And then they wake up one day, they're like, God damn. That's what I. My favorite thing to hear is. Um, well, if I made more money, I would save more money. No, you wouldn't. If I if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars next month, ten bucks, you said, I mean, ten bucks. I say that you're spending that hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It's not about that, bro. It doesn't matter how much your money, how much money you're making. I mean, it does to a certain degree, but if you can't save five bucks a month and you're making sixteen hundred dollars a month, how the fuck do you think you're gonna save ten thousand a month when you're making a hundred thousand a month? Yeah. Like it's not realistic. The, yeah. the the numbers don't change anything. Like you saving money is all completely controlled in yourself. It's irrelevant to how much you're actually making mm-hmm. because you could take your housing and your transportation necessities yeah. and eliminate those to such a small number to make that adjustment to where you're saving the same amount you would be, mm-hmm. say if you're saving 10 grand a month and you're making $100,000 yeah. a month. Like that equivalent, you can make the same. So if you're making $1,000 a month, why can't you save 100 bucks a month? Yeah, and I feel like... There's no difference. I feel like going back to how you said all these athletes, they... They're obviously very successful. Have tons of money. I'm pretty sure, like Mike Tyson, he lost like 300 million dollars, bro. And I feel like for people like us who came from nothing, I feel like it's easier for us to budget because we're used to having nothing, you know. So like we're like, damn, we we understand what money can do for somebody and like what it's done to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But like, even I'm gonna chop that back once again. Like, you don't have to have nothing. You still have that 30% a month of your wants. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's all perspective, bro. Like, yeah. you don't have to live like a peasant or, you know, yeah. something like that. It can all be controlled. It's just knowing where every dollar is going. Once you know, it's like the game's yeah. on. It's so much easier, dude. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I feel like sometimes at the beginning, you might have to live like a peasant, to be completely honest. Because let's just say you don't have a good job and you're not, you don't have a roof over your head, you're renting out living like a peasant you might have to do that you might have to i get what you're saying it's it's just initiating that snowball yeah 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 yeah, no i agree with you if if you've got jack you know shit if you don't have anything yeah you're gonna have to hustle you're gonna have to grind don't spend you know spend 100 percent on needs and savings yeah like if you don't have a car and you have to you know walk 10 miles to work or ride a bike 10 miles to work you should probably live like a peasant, save up some yeah, money, you're get a car. Have, you know yeah, what I mean? That, yeah, it's like all, you said, get that snowball. I like how you it's said all that. situational base. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like once you have all these steps down, it leads into the the last step, which is you, that's how you can grow your income and the, secure the bag. Secure the bag, baby. What to do? <laughs> but all this leads to uh, basically helping you and your future. Like you can get that, you can start that business you now wanting because you're you're not stressing. You can focus on that business and you have money now that can provide for that business. You can start a side hustle and it allow you to get a bit more risky because you can't yeah, make risky investments, whether that be in uh, like true financial investments or starting a business. How are you going to start a business with your last thousand bucks and not being able to pay rent next <laughs> hey, month? You know what I mean? It's hey, all on red, happen. baby. All on red. <laughs> <laughs> Max those credit cards out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is going to be huge, these four steps that we've given you into helping you helping you save money. Like, by all means, we're for sure 
not gurus on in the financial space, but like Dylan said, we we've learned from experience and we just want to be able to put our knowledge on you and help you guys grow financially. Financial growth leads to other big things. And hopefully, you know, once you have that financial stability, that'll allow you to focus on all the cool stuff. You know, if you wanted to start a business or if you want to start a little side hustle or if you want to become the next, you know, uh, S&P 500 guru and you want to start investing in stocks, like whatever it be, like you have to start with becoming like financially stable. And in doing so, that'll open up so many doors and opportunities to, you know, excelling to bigger things. I agree. Anyways, guys, all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast on securing the bag. Securing start the bag, small, baby. start start getting that snowball going. Eliminate, you know, as many expenses as much as you can. If you're watching too much Netflix and not securing the bag, yeah, hey, let's fix that. When you got them, hey, shout out to my sister and my sister's boyfriend, Netflix, Hulu. Mm, and I'm pretty them, sure they got on, like one on more. Them, on them. Oh, and Amazon Prime. That's like uh, three payments that you guys don't need. Yeah. But I do love you guys. But I just want to give you guys a little shout out because I always tell you this. You guys don't need those. You only need one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. We just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And if we made an impact on your life or if we helped you in any way, you can give this podcast a five-star rating and maybe a comment if you really love us. And uh, and also follow us on Instagram at Jared Emanuel. My boy over here at Dylan Miller, four R's. Our whole goal in starting this this podcast is try to grow our community as much as possible. And in doing so, the, the, the fastest way for us to do that is um, leaving those reviews because that helps us get charted and you know, seen by more people. Um, and we just want to establish a nice community, you know, be able to communicate together and, you know, really enjoy the experience of what we're talking about, you know, the guests that we're going to be bringing on. So, yeah, guys, all that being said, make sure you like, comment, leave a review if you did enjoy today's episode.